comic timing is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network, Network bitch. <laughs> Print it. Welcome to episode 159 of Comic Timing, a comics podcast devoted to the average comic book fan from the average comic book fan. Joining us, Brett Casino, rotating panel guests, and myself, Ian Levisine, discuss whatever comes to mind, time after time, here on Comic Timing. As Brett gives us all a virtual hug, we start this episode as we play catch-up on Guardians of the Galaxy, talk some DC news, and Brent plays video games. Here now, Comic Timing. Hey there, folks. My name is Ian Levisine, and welcome to episode 159 of Comic Timing. Brent Casina on his fancy X-Bone setup can now switch to video whenever he feels like, and we're all doomed. What's up, Brent? We can all switch to video before. It's just now it's more fun. Yeah, I, I'm, on a, I'm on an old XP desktop, man. There ain't no switching to video for me. XP, son. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, man. I am I am still using the same rig that I have been using since we started the show on the desktop that I bought after I graduated high school. That is incredible, sir. That is Back insane. Oh, two, really? Yep. Yep. Dear Lord. You're damn right. Brandon Christopher also joining us uh, on the call, and uh, he might have a podcast eventually if he can figure out how to upload it. What's up, Brandon? I'm coming to you live from my... Uh Laptop from the year 2010. In the year 2000. In the year 2000. Uh. Yeah, we're, we're like I said uh, in the intro, we're playing catch up on this episode. We're going to talk about your things that we haven't talked about in the month in the month of August. Uh, but before we do. We are, as always, sponsored by DCBS, this comic book service. Check them out at DCBService.com. They got some good deals this month. You can get. Batgirl number 35, which is the start of a brand new Batgirl run by Cameron Stewart. And uh, Babs, what's her last name, Brennan? Do you know? Gordon. Go- Babs Gordon. Wow, yes, that's, that's, that's her actual name. Babs. It's like she was born for this or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 65% off oh, Batgirl no, number uh, 35. Oh, oh, the actual artist. I'm sorry. Yeah, I forgot, come, now. I forgot now. come on, man. I'm not talking about the actual Barbara Gordon. Oh, sorry. Oh, that one. Yeah. 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 Batgirl number 35. Uh, you the know, artist's name is Babs? Yeah her, yeah, her first name is Babs. Yeah. Let's, let's see. I'm looking it up right now. Batgirl 35. I love that one of them comes up. DC Comics gives Batgirl a hip new costume. Like... Yeah, you called it hip. It's immediately no longer hip. All right, let's see. And here we are. Babs Tar. That is her name. Babs Tar. So that is the, the, yeah, yeah. Just go ahead and laugh at that for a minute because you have a very, very juvenile mind. Batgirl number 35, 65% off. Cameron Stewart, Babs Tar. Good price on that. And Deathstroke number one because don't say DC never tried something four times. That's stroke number one out there as well. You've got 50% off of Marvel and DC hardcovers and trades. Vertigo bundle for 50% off as well. And a 50% off on American Vampire Trade Paperback Volume 6. And a whole bunch of other great stuff is discounted this month at DCBS. Check it out there at DCBService.com. And if you buy Comixology stuff, go through their Comixology storefront to save a little extra on your physical order. DCB Service, we thank them for their support. So, Brent, what you been up to? 
Just getting used to thinking Life. about being a dad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having my baby. Yeah. To, get, to get more real. What a wonderful way it's, to say it's, it's I certainly love real. You. Is, is, it, is, it getting, is it getting more is it getting more serious? Are you are you are you, are you sweating it there? You, I'm you, fucking you. terrified. <laughs> You'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll look, be fine. Look, man. How do you know, Brandon? I've hell? raised two I've raised two kids. Don't forget. My niece and nephew, I they I raised them from birth. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's true. It's true. He's their, he's their baby they? daddy. Technically. They're they're eight and nine now. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah, you, you'll be fine. Look, the good thing is about babies is that they bounce. So if you drop them, then it's fine. You know. They and do- look, tell them scars. Chicks dig scars. Okay, chicks dig scars. All right. Hey, <laughs> he's having a girl. Well, yeah, but you know, still, chicks get dig scars, and so do guys. So that's that's perfectly fine. But but before baby hits, you did get to go see Guardians of the Galaxy. As, as I did, and that that was the last movie in theaters I will probably see for the next. I don't know. Probably till Hobbit comes out. Yeah, because you're a responsible human, and uh, and will not wind up taking a crying baby into a uh, movie no, theater. No, I have. I have plenty of relatives and two grandmothers that I'm sure will watch it if I really, really want to go see something. Amen to that. Good. That's that's the way to go. That's the way to go. Brandon, you also saw Guardians of the Galaxy uh, without having a time limit. I saw it opening night here in New York with a whole bunch of nerds. And nerds. Let, let's let's get overall impressions on it first. We'll 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 make that the top since that's a thing that's been brewing in our heads for longest here. So, Brent, I'll start off with you. What'd you think? I, I certainly liked it. I thought it was very well done. Um, I saw a lot of people online saying it was the best Marvel movie, mm-hmm. and I saw a lot of people online hating on the people that disagreed with that fact. <laughs> really? Um, <laughs> now, I'm, I, now, I'm not saying it's a fact. I guess I should rephrase that opinion. Right. Disagreeing with that opinion. I don't think it's the best Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. I'm still... I, I still think Winter Soldier and Avengers are the two best Marvel films that have yet to come out. Yeah. Um, I would put it in line with uh, with Iron Man three and the original Iron Man in terms of quality mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. So it's definitely close to the top. It's in the top five, um, but best overall, no way. Brandon, oh, well, I think I think I tweeted you right after watching the movie saying best Marvel movie ever. That, that may have been a little bit on hyperbolic side. You were on the high. You were on the high of the movie. I was on the I high. Mean, yeah. The last one we saw was Thor The Dark World, so it's easy to overcome that. Yeah, I know. Well, but, no, uh, no, the last one we saw was Winter Soldier, dude. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Well, yeah. the last... Alright. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I mean... Yeah, of course, it was right, riding the high off the movie. Uh, but in hindsight, it's probably one of the most enjoyable Marvel movies to watch. Mm-hmm. Not, not so much on the technical aspects, only because there are are some things here and there they don't do right, you know. Um, and there are still some plot points in there which are kind of out there anyway. Right. But, I mean, overall, this has probably been the most enjoyable experience on a Marvel movie I've had in a long time. It is certainly the most catchy soundtrack of, of any of the Marvel movies that have been released so far. Oh, hell uh, yeah. I disagree. I think ACDC soundtrack for Iron Man 2, All right. in my opinion, is the most catchy. All right. Okay. All right. You, you're, in you're my, enti- then my short opinion. That's, I did enjoy this soundtrack, yes. but to me, you can't top the ACDC soundtrack. Hey, this this mix has awesome in the name, so it's hard mm. to dispute that. I, I I go with a word that I've been throwing around more and more and more lately on this podcast, and you're probably tired of me saying it, and you want me to open up a thesaurus. This movie was fun. All right. Wait, wait, wait. Ian. Thesaurus? Don't call me thesaurus. <laughs> <laughs> and don't call me Shirley. Uh, 
Yeah, no, it, this this movie was genuine fun. I I sat there in in the movie theater the entire time with just a grin on my face. I was just goddamn happy to be there watching this unfold. Chris Pratt, welcome to the blockbuster years of your career, because hot damn is he good? Like, amen, I mean, brother. Yeah, like I mean, I, yes. I I've been watching Parks and Rec for years. This isn't a surprise to me or anything, but with the combination of Moneyball, which he was great in. He was in her as well as a supporting ca- uh, character, and he did a very good job in that. Finding out after the fact that he was the guy who got punched and wanted made me uh, laugh hysterically. Uh, but uh, you know, I didn't. Know I that. remember that. Yeah. I knew who he was. That wait, wait, the keyboard guy. Yeah, yeah, the uh, keyboard oh, guy. Oh, really? Yeah, he got hit by a keyboard and wanted. What's strange is that he's been kind of playing these fat schlub roles, mm-hmm. and he's he's never been fat by any means. Oh no. To I guess Hollywood standards, he was fat, but really he's just a normal dude. And uh, he wasn't always this fit guy, but I, I first saw Chris Pratt on Everwood long time ago when this when the WB wow, was still the WB. Geez. Everwood, wow. Well, Everwood. well the, the the way that and Chris... where we first met Emily Thorne. Oh man, <laughs> uh, oh, the, God. The, the the way Chris Pratt put it when he got the role of Peter Quill, he was just like, "Honey, stop baking." <laughs> and, and that's what he did you know he dieted he he exercised and, and he turned himself into the powerhouse that he, that he looked in that movie because he he looked buff and he looked badass and at the same time he still looked like a normal dude which is exactly what chris pratt brings to the table yeah the, every every girl what i what i kind of wonder is how believable it would be for him to be that super buff in space because if you're eating alien food all of the time, how do you know what's in it and how do you know what to eat and what not to eat or what to overeat? Some alien races may need more fats than the human race. Well, Brandon, you know what I mean? Brandon so that's, that's what I me. don't understand. I'm sure Brandon agrees with me that uh, there are no trans fats in space. So that's he doesn't have to worry about that. <laughs> no no trans fat. No, no MSG probably either too. So, you know. Well, no, MSG is I mean, in space. It, and if you really think about the Star Trek replicator, it's all processed food. So how can that be good for you? <laughs> uh, I just started Michael, watching. Processed. I just started watching Voyager, so <laughs> I'm 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 all in the realm of alien foods and and uh, bitching about coffee right now. Thank you, thank you, Mister Neelix. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Neelix to the rescue. Oh, uh, I, I just I just finished the episode with the Space Italians. Oh, you remember that from season one? Yeah, nope. <laughs> I, I watched it, but I don't remember any episodes. Okay. There was an episode where uh, the Voyager thinks they found technology that would be able to uh, essentially cut their trip home in half, and uh, they're this uh, race of space Italians that don't really share their technological advances with anybody. So, are they called the space Italians? No, but they are in my head because that's exactly <laughs> what they were. Like that, absolutely, they were Sicilian to the core in 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 the way that they acted. What these these? Oh, oh now Italians and Sicilians, I think they consider themselves two different things. All right, all right, fine. fine. I don't know. Uh, but Salab and Anthony will come and punch me in the face for that one. I'm sorry. Twice hard. <laughs> and Just come shit out of a twelve story window on top of your head, and you'll have one long pile on top. Oh god. <laughs> and it won't and it won't break like a noodle. Be- that's right. <laughs> best acting in this movie, though, on top of uh, Chris Pratt, Batista. Oh yes! Oh, oh my, my goodness! Wow! Who knew he could act? Well, I did. All right. Well, I don't watch wrestling anymore. So <laughs> Based on really what? Know. Wrestling? wrestling? Yeah. You really think wrestling is acting? <laughs> it is to a point. I mean, it is. Yeah, they're, they're 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 not really you know. Yeah, but to me, the wrestlers are all caricatures. They're not characters. Well, Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson. It's not Shakespeare. Come right. on. No, it's not Shakespeare at all. But uh, you could call it acting school. I guess so. Yeah, it's more theater than. I don't know, but what is theater? Nothing goes over my head. 
right. I, th- I think really uh, they, played a- they played upon his... I, I think really what Gunn did was he he really took the elephant in the room that was that was Batista because mm-hmm. he was a unknown honestly for the most part, and I think really he just he just played to that strength of ha- having Batista say the right line yeah. at the right time. Mm-hmm. That's all, and that's all really 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 boiled down to. It wasn't rocket science for his character. It was just a, mo- a little bit here, try a little bit here, and you'll 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 come out like like a rose. Right. Yeah, and and that's and that's it helped that that his character was very much in the vein of say like a Teal'c. You know, he was the uh, supposed to be the uh, the serious character for the most part, one that didn't really understand sarcasm and had his own realm of emotions and that that worked well for his acting range as the as, stoic warrior, yeah. yeah because as Ian, we, we, yo, uh, you you just called the movie fun. I thought we were summarizing, but sorry yeah. to backtrack. It's fun. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it immensely. Are you sure? Yes, I'm positive. I'm positive. Right. It was fun, like and the band to, fun. To Brandon, this was the top Marvel movie. No, not top. I mean, it was probably the most enjoyable to watch. Um, it didn't feel like some some movies of the Marvel uh, have, uh, uh, Marvel has made have been felt like a lot of work to watch them. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm looking like like Iron Man two felt like a lot of work to watch it. Um, even some points of Avenger Avengers felt like it was a, a little bit of work to watch the movie also too. I did, this just felt like I could just sit down and just go with the movie. Yeah, and I, and I saw the movie twice, and uh, I was I was hoping, you know, oh, well, I was uh, fearful that a second viewing wouldn't have the same enjoyment element as the first did. Right. But but no, it it played the same both times. I was able to, to sit back and on the, sec- on the second viewing to watch what was going on in the background more more often because I already I already knew the, the comedic elements. But it didn't feel like work or a chore to watch this movie. Yeah. And you know what? It had the same new feel that Iron Man did when I saw it for the first time. Like, it was, this was different than anything I was expecting out of a, a, a superhero movie, out of a Marvel movie. Because, you know, obviously Iron Man was the first to go out there and really craft this Marvel universe. This, as the first true space epic of the Marvel Universe gave us a new facet of Marvel that, again, just just brought that like refreshing breath of uh, of newness back into Marvel movies. If newness is a word, it is now. Yes, yeah. I'm glad they pulled it off. I think this this was by far the biggest, the only risk Marvel has taken. Yes, honestly, definitely. I mean, some would call Iron Man a risk, and yes, that would I would say yes after that, and. Thor is a risk, yes, but they were all very calculated risks. And Thor once, wasn't a risk. Well, well to some Thor, people it Thor was. was a, no, Thor was a risk. It, it was because you're you're leaving the technological aspect and super science of yeah, right. Iron Man and Captain America, even though Thor came out before Cap, briefly. But it was a movie about a god, whereas everything else had been about a human, similar in like the Batman vein, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it was still one of their marquee heroes, so it wasn't quite a risk as as this was this even i haven't read guardians of the galaxy comics you know what i mean right and i i was kind of like you know when they announced it i was like really <laughs> that to me does not seem like the i don't know the next go-to step i, I would have thought you know and ant-man 2 is one of these movies for me yeah um so i hope they nail that as well like a doctor strange movie makes sense a black panther movie which we've yet to get makes sense i think another risk i think which they might take now that 
Guardians succeeded so well is a Captain Marvel movie starring Carol Danvers. Hell yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait for that. Um, and, and, and a Black Widow movie uh, will be coming at some point, at least according to them, which would be, right. uh, which would be good, too. As long we'll as we'll David, see. As long as it's written by David Hayter, I'll be happy. <laughs> We'll, we'll see. Waiting, waiting we'll for see. that for a freaking decade. Hey, and and what's great? I mean, talk about talk about women getting getting their time. You know, this this movie was co written by a woman, which is exactly. also very nice to see. Um, one one thing that uh, that gets me about Guardians that uh, that the other that really Thor didn't pull off, and what Thor Dark World didn't pull off is that uh, this villain actually seemed like a villain as opposed to a. Uh, Dude, that showed up for five minutes and then you know moved the plot along. Yeah, Ma- Malekith. I don't think anybody really liked him. Yeah, it wasn't really clear other than this ancient thing. And and I, th- but I think the way that they framed it with Ronan is that they just called him a religious zealot. Mm-hmm. And there's so much zealotry in this country, whether it's religiousness or uh, political zealots or you know what have you, gun nuts. I guess you could call another fan is another form of zealotism in this country right now. I think it's just, it's one of those things that's so prevalent in our culture now that it's easy to go, oh, he's one of those guys. Like, you know, not all of his people are this way, but he's a total nut job. Is that a Florida pronunciation? Because I've always pronounced it zealot. Whatever. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> potato, potato. That's what, that's what I was going to go zealot, with that. Zealot, zealot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Thanos, Thanos. Right. <laughs> It's Thanos, though. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's Thanos. Yes. <laughs> but, I mean, so to me, he wasn't one of the best villains, but he was, it was, there was no explanation really needed. Yeah. I guess you could say. He was just, I, I, he was just I a just pie wish, guy. I, no, I just wish, though, they would have played to more of, a, of the benevolent nature that uh, Ronan has, though. I agree with he, that. Yeah. Uh, only because, you know, he, he's one of those characters which has a, has a lot, a lot of history in the Marvel, in the Marvel Universe. Oh, yeah. And I know they can't really play into his origins because that's owned by Fox with the FF. Well, you would think that if they're allowed to use this character, they could use his his story. It, he's been used enough in uh, Avengers comics that he probably fell under the the, the Marvel umbrella, uh, or he could be one of those characters that's also like sort of in that gray area a little bit. But yeah, but yeah, no, Brandon's right. I mean, they would have to change his origin, which they essentially did in this movie. He really right. didn't need a, an origin. Yeah, and I, what and was I his would... origin in Fantastic Four? He was there to he what well, he came he came across the Fantasy Four to judge them right yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah with with the Kree Empire yep and I wish they would have played more to that aspect of his character also too as being you know a judge for Thanos you know yeah. he goes around finding rules which are guilty of some high crime against the Kree mm-hmm. which would have been a great way to bring in you know the Kree Supreme Intelligence another name drop there but would have been nice also too uh, but I mean I think we'll get there. I hope so, because that's my one foible with the movie. I, I think they kind of played fast and loose with a lot of characters they shouldn't have played with fast and loose with. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, this falls prey to the whole Marvel killing a villain, which which they could probably use to come back later. Well, you know? and and but okay, he was dispersed by a, by an Infinity Gem, so he didn't necessarily die. Just like Red Skull ain't dead, you know, like that. That Loki fell him. to yes, exactly. wherever yeah. they're out. They're out in the ether someplace. Yes. Well, I'm sorry. The aether is something else. I can't. We can't call it that anymore. <laughs> yeah. No, I think actually bringing going back to that point. I think it'd be really cool whenever the, we're battling Thanos. Whenever this confrontation is, yeah. If Thanos reconstituted all of these villains back for this major, massive battle, you could bring back Thanos. You could bring back Red Skull, even though he's not really that much of like a challenge per se. But 
you know, he is when he's red on all these villains. That will well, be. He's a, not that yet. Yeah, I know. That's next month. But you know what I mean? I think that would be cool. I'm sure Lee Pace signed a multi-picture deal, so mm-hmm. maybe he comes back in the Infinity Gems movie and Thanos reconstitutes him as a as a guy and put some sort of mind control thing on him so he doesn't talk back. We'll see. Chances are Halt and Catch Fire got canceled, so yeah, he, he, <laughs> he needs more work. And much to my surprise, since we recorded this episode, it was actually reported that Halt and Catch Fire did get, indeed get renewed for a second season and will return for 10 more episodes in 2015. So disregard what I just said about being probably canceled because I was talking out my butt. What, what was that show even about? Halt, halt and Catch Fire was supposed to be about uh, essentially the uh, the 80s computer revolution. Uh, and I I watched it from beginning to end. It had a couple of hiccups here and there, but overall it was a very good show. And I, I would like to see it renewed, but the ratings were never there, so I doubt it's going to happen. Uh, it'll wind up on Netflix streaming at some point because it's an AMC show, and most AMC shows do. So you, right. you can give that a but- go at some point. I mean, Hell on Wheels somehow got, like, a third season. I, I haven't yeah. watched that. I don't know if that's good or bad. But Neither have I. Yeah. The Killing got a fourth season, for crying out loud. Yeah, Netflix-exclusive yeah. fourth season. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. What, well, what, okay, so since we're talking about Thanos and what he could do, mm-hmm. what did you think of him here? I personally was kind of, like, left unimpressed. Hmm. I, I think it looked like a rush job, Yeah. honestly. I, I, I thought so, too. The costume, yeah. to me, looked really, really busy. Exactly, I, yeah. but it was in line with like the Chitari costumes mm-hmm. from the Avengers movie, or not costumes, the aliens. Right, they were all digital, but it, it felt really, really busy and lacked the iconic simplicity of Jim Starlin's design. You know just, what I mean? Just the blue and just the gold. Yeah, it, it, it seemed like I had too much embellishment, especially around the shoulders and around the chest, also too. It's, and then the, the other thing that really bothered me is that like Thanos didn't move. Like, he barely moved out of his chair. You'd think when he was talking, yeah. he would talk like a Italian or whatever. I'm making generalization. But, you know, move his hands while he's talking. Yeah, Maybe actually, lean forward a little bit as you got angry, as you got insulted. You know, actually do what Thanos does when, he, when he's on panel and, you know, actually emote. Can, can, I, can, I, say, can I say Thank what you, is yes. probably the actual truth of this is? Is that Josh Brolin was cast way into the filming of this movie. And they probably did whatever CGI they could to try and make him Brolin, which is why we got sort of the rush job uh, CGI that we did. I'm sure that in future so the, incarnations, so they, he's going to look bad. They were more focused on... But, the, you know, they still had to give it a performance. So whether he mo-capped it mm-hmm. or they just added his voice to what was there, the yeah. animators could have mo-capped one of themselves doing all these body movements to yeah. the lines. And it, be, and it would have been a... To me, 150% better than what we had on screen. He looks but- great. To a certain to a certain degree, mm-hmm. I'm kind of not sold on Brolin as Thanos quite yet. I like the voice. But it, the voice I, like I haven't. Yeah, I, I, I haven't voice. read a bunch of Thanos stuff to be like the ultimate judge, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we'll, well to me it's we'll see, but to me he wasn't that threatening. He just kind of seemed like a mid-level management boss for uh, what's his face, rather than like the ultimate threat who everybody's gonna gang up on at some point in the Marvel universe. It it, it does feel like a visual step back though from Avengers though, because you look at uh, the end of the Avengers, and you see that fully realized, fully fleshed out Thanos face, and it actually looks like Thanos. Right. Here you have it kind of in the shadows still. Yeah. Like. Like they're trying to hide him because we don't know what he's supposed to what he's supposed to look like. It, dude, it's exactly what I said. I guarantee you that come Avengers, we are going to see a fully fledged, uh, you know, fleshed out 
Thanos that they, they did what they could with what they had and they didn't want to you know sell it entirely right. on this one like and again Thanos was not the main character of this no. he was he was a subplot which tied into uh you know Ronan the accuser which is fine you don't really need a lot of them but I, I it did the job at least you know it's it wasn't the best ever and I'm not like I'm not denying that. It's just you know I feel like we're gonna get more more come Avengers that'll that'll make this uh, uh, maybe wash this out of our mouths a little bit. What mm. what was kind of weird for me is that he was this subplot. Mm-hmm. You know he was meant to be this subplot, this side character, this I don't know if you want to call him a minor character. At least in this a minor character in this movie. Yeah. But he lacked the he didn't whatever they whatever they did to make him a subplot didn't make him seem threatening and and I kind of covered this already too but also it didn't to me Thanos wasn't even though he was kind of driving the plot of this movie yeah he still did not drive the plot of the movie you know what I mean like I remember in I remember in uh like Empire Strikes Back is a great example we first meet the Emperor via hologram only and Darth Vader is like fucking cowering in fear to his master and I know this was a different relationship because uh Ronan goes nuts and does not respect his master, but, you know, originally he could have done something, we could have gotten something more akin to that for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we'd have really, it would have built Thanos up a lot better than what we got. Well, I mean, uh, you, agree, you yeah, tell me you piss Thanos off and he just turns off the hologram and, and, and does nothing. I think to me that was probably the biggest uh, fuck you to Thanos's character and threat as a villain is just to yell at him over a hologram and Thanos to hurriedly turn off the hologram and not do anything. I really don't think that Thanos as a, you know, evil god basically would have taken that in stride. Yeah, I agree. Cause I, I, I kind of got that same illusion also to, uh, to Empire Strikes Back. And it, it, it does feel kind of hollow, you know, a little bit, only because it, it does feel like you can tell this. You can tell that when they cast uh, Josh Bowen, that they just put him in there just to put him in there because it seemed like out of left field that Thanos came in this movie. It really, it really does. But I mean, even for the characters, for Gamora and for Drax, he was meant to be this driving force, this mm-hmm. thing that we're going to get the next time, right? And it was never like when when they when Drax said, you know, I'm not going after you, I'm going after Thanos. Well, it wasn't like, oh man, that's a huge fucking challenge. I know it is, but in the movie universe, they hadn't built him up as that right, yet. Let, let me let me. All say, he did was sit on the chair and smile at the Avengers, and you know they or they told you all the things that he's done or he has had Ronan do for him. One of the things that... You see what I mean? Yeah, I I see what you're saying, but one of the things that the Marvel Universe does better than most is the slow build. And I feel that by giving small tastes of Thanos, it's, it's going to make the the final execution of Thanos's plan that much sweeter and with the with the build of the uh the infinity gems in this movie as well uh, you know we're we're getting we're getting somewhere you know we're 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 building up to a larger story that'll get there and you didn't really need a lot of Thanos in this because yes even though he was uh, that you know even though uh he was he was their quote unquote father or whatever again it was not a Thanos movie it, he was he was still the background player more than anything. It was this was about Ronan's story. This was about the Guardian's story. Thanos is to come. So that's why I don't, I don't think it was that big a deal that we didn't get a lot of them in this. 
to me, I think they could have kept it to one appearance and limited all of the Thanos talk, and I think it would have been a, a little bit better story for yeah. me. All right, that's yeah. I, I I can understand that. Yeah, it just feels you know kind of seems like seems like a waste of a character though with you know the other and all that stuff that they killed they they killed off this the crier for Thanos and then Thanos did nothing in retribution to to Ronan you well, know I'll, I'll tell you I'll tell you that what wasn't a, a waste of a character though Segway Rocket Oh God yeah Rock Rocket Man like if if you had if I had gone into this movie not knowing that was Bradley Cooper. I probably would have left the movie not knowing that was Bradley Cooper. Like, talk about a guy who absolutely lost himself in a role. Like, I don't know ab- why. Absolutely pushed himself into it more than uh, than I've really ever seen. Uh, well, I, that I would have ever expected Bradley Cooper to be able to do in a, in a voice acting role. That was, it was just it was it was super. It was it was it was wonderfully done. What, what, what why why Brendan? Because he actually uh, he did a proper affect of a Philadelphia, uh, Philadelphia accent there. That's why. <laughs> now, and not, no, I I, kid, I absolutely kid you not. Yeah. Uh huh. The, the way he pronounced the words, the way right. he was stressing certain syllables, also too. Yeah. It was a straight up, honest to God, Philadelphia accent, and I was mm-hmm. surprised that he did it for for that long. You know. Right. And it it, it played to the strengths of the character because it seems like the character was just you know this hard this hard luck character. You know, he was this mutated. Uh, Uplifted, uplifted species. Yeah, and then uh, you know he, he he really brought heart and soul to that character, mm-hmm. especially in that scene in the bar when he's you know saying "ain't no thing like me but me." Yeah, and he's like a you know she calls me she calls me a rodent, he calls me vermin. Everyone everyone looks out upon me. I kind of kind of got the uh, got a little bit of the uh, little the bit tears of the, there, a little bit of the misty eye. Yeah, a little, someone was saw someone was saw someone in the theater when I was doing when watching that film. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what, though, like, I really want to see more Bradley Cooper voice work now because he is he proven that he's not just one of those actors that goes into a booth and essentially plays himself when given a voice role. Like, see, that's what I kind of thought he was doing the first time. Like, there, I think there it was a trailer or featurette they released, and mm-hmm. it was that's when you found out, like, Bradley Cooper is Rocket Raccoon, and they had video of him in the booth. Yeah. I don't know what line he was saying exactly, but this when I first movie. saw that, it was like, I was like, oh, he's not doing anything. To me, I was like, oh, he's not doing anything. He's just, he's just doing himself. Mm-hmm. But um, he, I, I will say, I will agree that he did a good job delivering in the performance. Oh, but yeah. for me, I kind of think it's more of the writing made. You know, of course, made oh, Rocket absolutely. a more real oh, yeah. character. Dude, yeah, come on, please. There's no, no denying that at all. I mean. I mean, you, he was such a. They were, they were, they were all, in fact, such well-written, fleshed-out characters. And it's hard, it's kind of hard to see that on a movie where you, where they each get equal screen time. They each get equal development as a character, also too. And with you know, it's it's hard. You can see you can see the emotional development on like characters like Batista or like Chris uh, Chris Pratt or Zoe Saldana. But it's hard to see it on a character like Rock Raccoon, whose face is just you know, CG. Mm-hmm. But the overall inflections in the voice, you know, like the very end, like, oh, hell, we're all, I'm, we're all standing up now. We're all standing up like a bunch of idiots, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it, you could tell the emotional growth in the character. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and, and, and that there were scenes in this movie where it was essentially, you know, say, like, just Chris Pratt standing on a screen next to two CGI characters, and yet everything still felt real. Everything, everything still was 
acted and written so well that you know you, you didn't even really think that nothing was really taking you out of the scene at all. Like that that was freaking great in this entire movie. And I am Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot. I now, am Groot. W- one thing I did think was lacking, like. And, and I kind of wonder if they made her a little bit different to differentiate her from Nebula. Mm-hmm. Um, is Zoe Saldana as Gamora? You mean Zoe Saldana finally actually becoming a green Star Trek chick? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's not on a Ryan Slave girl, yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, to, to me, I've, she's supposed to be the most badass woman on the planet, and I still feel like her performance as an Aetherian avatar was a lot closer to Gamora than we had Gamora as Gamora. Mm, nah, like she, and it may have been the story and the writing, but they played a little too much romance and, and that kind of stuff for me. I, I thought she should have been more hard-edged. She still had a hard enough edge for me, mostly because, you know, you say the word avatar and I vomit in my mouth because I fucking hate that movie. Um, Agreed. But, no, uh, Zoe, Zoe, Zoe Zaldana is, a, is an actress that has range <laughs> you know and, and she can go from hard ass to soft and back again and still make it feel you know like like this is a a hard character and i th- i think that even from the description that we got of 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 the character in the film you know gamora was not going to be this all hard all the time character you know she no. she wanted to get out of of, of Thanos's grasp and, you know, essentially become her own person. And I feel like you saw that occur in this movie. I, I think we're confusing, you know, romance with the sensual lore that Gamora plays off to get to right. lure her victims in. And, and, and yeah. Chris Pratt's amazing man musk being sprayed all over the screen because <laughs> oh, all, God, all yes. women love him. Yes. Oh, yeah, I know. But, um, you know, in that opening scene where it's, uh, where you see Gamora on, um, what's, what's the planet, was it? Uh, that, the, the the Nova home planet. Oh yeah, fuck Xandar. Xandar, Xandar thank, you. thank you. And he he just leave, he just leaves the uh, the appraiser right, mm-hmm. and she's just leaning on the wall, you know, trying to you know flirt with him a little bit, you know, trying yeah. to get what she wants from, out of him. Mm-hmm. And like you know, she's like you seem very honorable, and he's like, yeah, I wouldn't use the word honorable myself. It, that I think that's that's part of her character. But you then again, you see the range and almost not so much the fear but the the hard edgedness that she has when she's when she's in the prison also too when she goes in solitary yeah and then when she's by herself you know trying to convince them to uh you know that people of Xandar would get killed if they didn't do the right thing mm-hmm. so I, I, like you said she's, she's got range i think we're just we're, we're just confusing the whole chris pratt trying to be you know all smooth and sultry right as romance and they were, it was it was a one-way romance in the first place though oh absolutely yeah, and I mean, yes, it, if you read Guardians of the Galaxy comics, you know, you know that something, you know, things tend to happen in that book, but it, nothing even really romantic. It's like, they might have sex once or twice, but it's not really romantic. It's more like, oh, you're a body. I need something in me. You know, that's that sort of, that <laughs> sort of. That, fra- that phrasing, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I went there. I went there. <laughs> but but no, that that that's the, like, you know, it, it's it's sex without without. Emotion, strings? yes, that's without strings. Exactly, friends with benefits. That's the that's the type of relationship that they have in the Guardians comics. And you know what? Both both Brandon and I have read uh, the uh, the Abnett and Lanning stuff before the movie came out. 
Brent, have you read any since? No, I okay. have not. Right. I, the first trade has been on sale for like a fucking month on Comixology, and I have not just bit the bullet and picked it up yet. All right, dude, Marvel Unlimited, ninety-nine cents. You can read all the issues. Yeah. Did you actually pick up the ninety-nine cent uh, uh, Marvel Unlimited? No, I, I actually did not. Uh, I, it slipped my mind. Yeah. To me, it, I still have so many different, like, so many books to read on my iPad from Comixology from their. You know, from all the trade paperback sales, what I've been getting a lot lately for to the graphic novels, and there's still a lot of stuff I have not read yet. That uh, another 99 cent unlimited thing was like it was too daunting a task to take on. Well, you know say. what? I'm going to talk a little more about my my Marvel on digital on uh, unlimited experience later in the episode, right. so I'm, I'm actually going to hold off on that for a little bit. But um, yeah. just just going with the you know the, the Abner Lanning uh, uh, you know Guardian stuff. I mean, maybe it is the fact that both Brandon and I have read it that, you know, we knew a little more about the characters going in it than, you know, say, the average layman would or hell, even comic fans just have not read that stuff. Because, you know, this particular Guardians team has been around for a few years now, you know, and Mm -hmm. they've, they've established themselves and, you know, they do have, you know, relationships, both emotional, emotional relationships and friendship relationships that have been formed in the comics and, with Bendis's Guardians run, uh, that's been yeah. Ironed. That's all that I've read, right? So. And, and that's been ironed out even more there. Although, um, again, pre-established relationships at that point by that. But Brandon, I, what what I loved about this movie is that for me, this kind of had the the same sort of feel that Abnett and Lanning's Guardians run did. Like I felt like I was I was. Sort of watching the characters on the screen that I have re- that I read before. I mean, yes, Drax was changed a little bit, and uh, you know, obviously uh, there there were some changes to uh, to uh, uh, well, yeah, to, yeah. But 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 you know, it, it, for the most part, it was pretty much still the same characters. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, I think one of the best iterations of the DNA um, of the DNA version of Guardians of the Galaxy actually mm-hmm. came from. Uh, Avengers, Earth, Mighty Heroes. Mm, yes, that that version of uh, that uh, two was it two episode. Yes, uh, crossover. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, and I that was kind of how I kind of gauge my I was trying to gauge my on screen reaction to that, and thinking if, if it rings like that, that's, that's going to be a good um, version. And yeah, I, it does it does feel a lot like DNA, mm-hmm. just with a with a shiny with a shinier painted coat on it. That's a uh, coat of paint on it, right? Uh, but I mean, I, there are parts of it that that feel like DNA, and then there are parts of it that feel like Bendis, and it, it feels like mm-hmm. this is kind of like the, the amalgam between the two. They're, they're trying I can to see that. Yeah. be the middle ground. You know, yeah. you get the the newer, suaver version of uh, Peter Quill. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, it was from, was Peter Quill that suave in the in the DNA stuff? I read like one no. issue of Annihilation and the first issue of Guardians. Period, and mm. he was not no. this like smarmy. Smarmy, yes. Solo type shit. Yeah, he smarmy, he definitely had smarmy, the smarmy yes. stuff. Just he wasn't like God's gift to women in no, in the DNA not stuff. Even close. Yeah, like that 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 was definitely added by Bendis and and this movie. But you know, he did also have his again because he, you know, he did have his smooth moments. Like you know, the the, the Peter Peter Quill is is not exactly a ladies' man, but he also is far from not being a ladies' man in DNA's run. So I'll, right, I'll, yeah. we'll, we'll put it that way. Mantis. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But, but uh, and I'd say probably the biggest departure in the entire movie was Yondu. Yeah, but I think Yondu was actually was 
probably the coolest departure, though, I think. You, you mean Space Merle? Well, yeah, Space Merle, yeah, Merle Dixon. Space Dixon, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I think, you know, if you did, like, the original Yondu character, it wouldn't make sense, because everyone's got lasers and everyone's got guns. Right. So a guy shooting a bow and arrow He's would kind of... the original Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. Yeah, a guy shooting a bow and arrow with a giant red uh, mohawk would just seem a little... Um, out there, yeah, and as other people have put it, it's it, this. This could very well be the the precursor to that Yondu. Is it facing that way, you know this. This could very well be the the you know the the the, the ancestor to the Guardians right. of the Galaxy Yondu because you know that happens thousands of years in the future, right? With uh, justice, yeah, right. So I mean, it, it wouldn't be that far out there, but like, I'd say that. This gives me hope. This movie gave me hope for what is to come in the Marvel Universe. Like, I'm not looking forward to Ant-Man <laughs> with all the stuff that's been going on with that. Yeah. Especially after, after SDCC, too. You know, I yeah. was... You know, when you lose when you lose your main character, you lose Patrick Wilson, who who for me was kind of like the, the hook for me that for the, in that movie. Yeah, but, which and apparently they had left like again their their characters had essentially been written out before uh, anything you know before the quote unquote removal of them, so they really had no place in the movie anymore. But I can understand you know the disappointment about losing characters like that. But you know, like I'm not looking forward to that, but. This does make me look forward to future movies that are going to be down the road a lot more. Like, for instance, Doctor Strange. Right. Like, yeah. it, it makes you hopeful for, like, a genre change, honestly. Yes. Yes. Because, it, it, like, you know, you see, like, we, we've had, you know, tech. We've had fantasy. We've had um, period historical. We, we've had Captain America 2. We, I'm sorry, with Avengers, we, we've had big budget action. We, we've had... Uh, from Captain America 2, we've had political, political intrigue. Mm-hmm. But those have mainly seem grounded on, on Earth in one way or another. Even right. with Thor, it, it always came back to Earth. Yeah. With Guardians, Guardians feels like a complete tonal shift yeah. from any movie we've had before. And oh, yeah. I, I think I think it being a success bodes well for going out there and trying something completely different. Yeah. And, I mean, Brent, I'm sure you heard the news uh, that... Doctor Strange is not essentially not going to be an origin movie. Like we're just going to straight up get Doctor Strange as Doctor Strange and roll from there. Like, yeah, I, I did see that. I think I think that's fine. I th- I think you can just show up and say, you know, they did the same thing in in the. <laughs> so a lot of people don't like this movie. I I didn't mind it. The Constantine film with Keanu Reeves. Uh, you know, yeah. There's no big origin there other than hey, he's a sorcerer. Uh, he does stuff. He deals with magic and demons and stuff. And I killed you know, myself he's, one time. He's the expert you need to go to for this adventure. I think that's fine. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I, have, I have black hair and I'm not British. Whoa. Hey, it's got Gavin Rossdale as an evil angel. How how cool is that? I, I'm just glad she that- was. Uh, it was uh, that was. I felt weird boners there when I was looking at my. I don't know. About hey, that I, I, I'm just glad that Gwen Stefani let him out of the house. And Shia LaBeouf was in it. You can't go wrong with movie. No, 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 no not no. at all. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. Shia LaBeouf is the gold standard. Yes, the gold standard of running down a street and freaking everyone out. <laughs> Have you seen my bag? I'm looking for a bag. Have you seen my bag? <laughs> Eagle Eye, anybody? Eagle Eye. <laughs> Disturbia. <laughs> I, I'm surprised, gonna, actually, that wasn't that terrible movie, honestly. 
Disturb- no, Eagle Eye and Disturbia were both very well. Yeah. Well done. Well, and, and but but still, he he needs uh, help. He he really does. Yeah. Now he's a complete asshole. But yeah, yeah. And, there uh, was a time. Yeah, and and before uh, cocaine Stevens. entered the picture, I'm sure. Even and, Stevens and, and Michael. Oh God, even Stevens. I, 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 you know what? Holes. Okay. Holes was a decent movie, and so was the greatest game ever played. Game ever played? Yes. Thank you. Yes. yes. That 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 was the last. Yep, seen both of those. Greatest game ever played is actually probably the last Disney sports movie that I enjoyed. Like it, it, it's it, it's another one, and like and Disney manages to do sports movies pretty well. This one was another one that that worked really well for your for for them. I'm gonna go grab water real quick, but before I do, uh, let me you know just to continue having you guys talk, um, talk a little bit about, about Groot. Uh, what what do you guys think about? Uh, uh, Groot. I mean, again, he's a he's a character that does not talk very much, so uh, it, it 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 was all about how he was portrayed on screen. But I, I feel like they pulled it off. I feel like, I feel like they it worked really well. And having a guy like Vin Diesel voice the character, you know, have the Iron Giant voice a Iron Giant s character, I, I felt was a good move. Tree rock. <laughs> talk, talk, people. I'll be right back. Yeah, I I, I liked it. I. I didn't. I think they they did the right thing that they kind of played it for laughs a little bit because he is kind of a ridiculous character when you think about it, and I think he still played for laugh in the comics as far as I'm, you know, from time to time to remind people that yes, this is ridiculous, but yes, we can have fun and just move on up from there after that. Uh, what I did think was cool though is that uh, there is some video. I think he recorded the I am Groot in 17 different languages. Yeah, like Russian, so that Spanish. all of the. The dubbed versions of the film, it's still Vin Diesel saying Yo Soy Groot or any variation of the thing in whatever language. Yeah. But I'm kind of curious if those if those versions have the same inflections from the other ones. So that'd be pretty interesting to have somebody come in and teach him how to say I am Groot in a nice way, in a mean way, in a you know, in different languages. I think that could be an amusing like uh, DVD special feature. I am Groot. Konnichiwa, number one, Grooteska. Yeah. No, Grootesan. They really shouldn't turn this into a uh, a Captain America thing where you know the book is different in, in each in each country. I don't know if that would work for Groot. The first Avenger, <laughs> the Winter Soldier, <laughs> Captain Britain. Yeah, that's really confusing. The first Avenger, the Winter Soldier. <laughs> oh, did, did did they actually call it the first Avenger, the Winter Soldier? I think that no. they didn't. Was it, well, no, was, was it, the was original it, film was called Captain the first, America: The First Avenger. First Avenger, yeah. Right. Or the first Avenger colon Captain America or something like that. It might have just been called the first the first Avenger two, which is also weird. But let me, uh, you know what, I'm going to look up alternate titles on IMDb. One sec. Let's see. Uh, but yeah, uh, I agree. I agree. I, I enjoyed Groot a lot. Uh, and I wish, we know that, well, I know Ian, you know that Groot can speak more than three words of I am and Groot. And then, you know, he actually can say a lot of, a lot of other words. He said also, we too. are Groot. Oh, yeah. but in four the com- words. But in the comics, he can say more than just four words, though. Yeah, that's true. Especially in the in the like the DNA run, I think I think he's just like a like a full sentence, like Groot strongest there is, something like that. Like he, he has he's got the Hulk vocabulistics, you know. Pretty pretty much, he doesn't do that very often though. Right, and I and I, I agree again. Like the character of Groot, I think pretty much was not so much the comedic the comedic center. I think he was just because uh, you know you, you always have to have one person who's like the pure heart. You know, you 
you look at the Star Wars, the Star Wars franchise. Who was the who was the pure heart? It wasn't Luke. It wasn't it wasn't Han? It was actually kind of like Leia. You know, the pr- one person who, you know, can you can say, oh, they shouldn't be here. You know, and Groot kind of felt Groot kind of felt like that. You know, mm-hmm. especially when he's in mean, the very end when he takes all the guys from uh, uh, the, from Sakar, mm-hmm. the Sakarians. That's another little Marvel nod there. Yeah, but puts the branch through them and like bangs them to the wall for like five minutes and turns around and smiles. <laughs> Uh, and by the by the way, in Germany, it was called the Return of the First Avenger. Oh, yeah. So there's there's that going for it. You mean they didn't call it Return of the Nazi Killer? <laughs> Somehow, I didn't think that was going to work over there. Yeah, in oh, in Sweden, it was Captain America: Return of the First Avenger. Like they they. It, some, in some places, it was just called Captain America Two. In some places, it was it was called uh, Captain America. Let's see here, Captain America Mahadabang in India. I mean, what? Come on, you know that's 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 just the way it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, just I, I'd say that I'm very much looking forward to Guardians of the Galaxy Two. I cannot wait for perhaps a third awesome mix, maybe with his own music, if he somehow makes it back to uh, to America or the U.S. or something. I don't know. But I, I'm i wondering what storyline they go with next. Michael Korvac? They could. They could. Korvac would work. Korvac or, you know, the other, other Titans, because, you know, we know who, we what know who his father is. if they do uh, the Ultron story after Ultron Avengers 2? Ultron in space? Yeah. Why not? Uh, that'd be interesting. It'd be recycling a villain, which they haven't really done yet, but it's possible. Uh, I'm just throwing uh, it out there. Uh, I, 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 why, not do, why not go even more cosmic, though? Since they have rights to the Kree, and they also have rights to the scrolls, as we found out now. Yeah. Uh, they could do possible. You know, they had. They said scrolls in this film? They, well, apparently, I think they had the rights to the scrolls. They had, it's one of those half. Right things. I do I, actually no. I'm not. I'm not sure if they have rights to the scrolls. It might actually entirely be with Fox. For me, I would think the scrolls would be pure Fantastic Four. Yeah, and that's what I think too. I mean, that's why they went with the Chitari to begin with, dude. Is that they mm. they, they wanted to yeah. avoid uh, any licensing issues with with uh, with the, the Fantastic Four there. Um, well, if not that, we can do with the, we can do with the, a lockdown story where they make Earth a prison. That's very possible. Yeah, as long as they execute it better than than some stories in the past have done like like the actual lockdown story itself yeah exactly um, <laughs> i mean we'll see there, there's a lot to work with uh, space wise i mean they could easily uh work in- i think i think they could put them on the run and have bring in nova as the supreme nova Corps member yes and then have him hunt the guardians of the galaxy yeah after some supreme mix-up or whatever, and you know, kind of like uh, the last Mission Impossible movie, where Tom Cruise is t- trying to stop the bad guy, but he's still running from the Russian KGB thing after he blew up Red Square, supposedly. I think that could be fun. Oh yeah, like a like a case of mix, like they, 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 like a case of a mix of identities. You know, like yeah. a, a, another another group of villains who are going around doing things in, in the name of the Guardians of the Galaxy who, who really aren't them. That would be cool. That would be cool. I, it, it, actually, I mean, the Fantastic Four have dealt with that uh, many times in their lifetime. You know, people doing things, saying that they're the Fantastic Four, and then they wind up getting blamed for it, and, you know, they're, they're, they're stuck with the consequences. Let's do it Guardian style. Yeah. And, and for God's sake, give me, a, give me a Phyla Vell, please. Oh, dude, yes. And, and give me 
a uh, God, not, not not a Nova. Who? Uh, what was the, uh, a Starhawk. Starhawk. Yeah. Darkhawk. Star- no, Starhawk, not Darkhawk. Darkcock. <laughs> mm. Oh dear. See, this is where Raph would get really mad if you were online. Actually. Yeah, it's a shame. It, it, it's, it's a shame that I'm not, that I'm not adding him to the call right now or anything. I know, right? <laughs> Could you, Mr. 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 Suhu returning from a late dinner. Oh wow, I got nailed that one, huh? Yeah, I know, right? mm. yeah. That's Raph, that's, dark, dark cock, and Guardians two go. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He's still, no, he's still no. bubbling. He's still bubbling. Uh, hold on. My pants are dead. Sorry, sorry. You can't say that. As that makes me think he's on. <laughs> Wait, there we go. Wait, hold on. Oh, still bubbling. He called. I, I freaking hate when Skype does this because he called me, but I can't add him to the call unless I ha- add him to the call. He's, he says that Skype is not letting him pick up. He's, he's resetting his computer and, and he'll and he'll try it again. Oh, let's continue with the call, and then if he winds up in, he winds up in, and if he doesn't, then he doesn't. But uh, dark. Uh, all right, I don't know if you if you could really introduce Dark Hawk into the Marvel movie universe. Like, you think people would have too fun calling him Dark Hawk? Uh, yes. I think I think there'd be more race wise than Ferguson because that. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that on um, you know like Guardians of the Galaxy are unknown characters. Dark Hawk is an unknown, unknown, unknown. Like an unknown, unknown, unknown stereotype. More than Starhawk. Seriously, or but Star Starhawk would actually Starhawk would actually fit in the Guardians though. Darkhawk just like, oh, we're making defenders. We need a black guy. Let's go for this guy. Darkhawk. Darkhawk's not a black guy. Isn't he Hispanic? He's a white guy. No, the original Darkhawk was guy? black. Was he? Yeah, no, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He was. No, he wasn't. He was white. He was. No, he wasn't. Or am, I getting, or, am I my, or am I getting my characters mixed up? You're getting your characters mixed up. The new one up. was Hispanic, and the original one was white. Yeah, dude, dude you're, get, you're getting your... Uh, the new getting, Nova is Hispanic. Yeah, Darkhawk never used a skateboard. He's not black. Uh, <laughs> see, I'm, you got to be more careful than that for next week. <laughs> uh, I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, Dark Darkhawk, Christopher Powell. It's it's always been Christopher Powell. He's a white guy. But isn't it what's the face now? Uh look up Rome of Kings. There was they had a different guy. Or they had two. Well, yeah, there were two. Yeah, one one was a uh, a, a like Well, you know what? It was still Chris Powell. Or was the, that the, still Chris Powell? Uh that was Chris Powell, but there was a second Darkhawk that was like an alien. Oh right, right, right. Because I, I remember we read that for for the show, and like yes. I only read that one issue. Yeah. Which which, which one was the one from Avengers Arena? Uh, Avengers Arena, uh, not Arena. Avengers. Uh, was it Arena? Yeah, Powell. Arena. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was that was Darkhawk. I think. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Man, you must have just like written a completely different comic and in your head. We we had no a problem. black guy in space. It was Korath. <laughs> what a waste of Digimon Hinsu. Digimon I really Hinsu. like that actor. I really liked him in Four Feathers, and I honestly haven't seen Amistad, but I hear he's good there. I've seen him in other things. I liked him as Papa Midnight and Constantine. I, I really feel bad for that guy. You just man, called him oh, Digimon. Like, you just called him Digimon, like straight up Digimon, like, like Agumon. <laughs> I don't know how to Tentamon. pronounce his name. I'm it's sorry. Just- did I'm you, expressing uh, did, my love for the actor. I'm sorry I can't get his name right. That's uh, that's, that's on me. Jumon Hunsu? Yes. <laughs> 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 
sounds wrong to me. Well, but okay, black guy, how do you pronounce it? It the D silent. Okay, pronounce it then. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, that's I what a, I thought. I gotta, I gotta find uh, Bob. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. I got it right, right? Yeah. 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 All right. It's, it's uh, what's it called? It's hold on. <laughs> I, I gotta actually, I gotta see the, the actual spelling because I, I, I know the first letter is silent. That's why. And carry the one. Divide, yeah, divide by G- three. It's Jamon. It's Jamon. Jamon. Jamon Hansu. Am I getting the last name correctly? Hansu? Isn't that what I said? Did I say yeah. Hunsu? Yeah, you said Hansu the first time. You're good. All right. Good. Anyway, I like that guy. I feel like he's getting the short shrift. Star who? I felt like he could have been a better... Uh, maybe, you know, he, he could have been Ronan, and the guy who was Ronan been Korath, and I would have been just fine. Because to me, to me, Jimon Hunsu, Hunsu, however the hell you say his name, you're close. You're pr- probably is yeah. is a better, more name actor than Lee Pace is right now. No, I mean, come on, pushing daisies, pushing daisies. Yeah, come on. No, well, pushing pushing daisies plus. Uh, and the the minor role he had in the second Hobbit film does not count. Okay, maybe after this one this year, where he's probably a bigger role. Yeah. Maybe, well, but that's just in more recent films. Jimon Hunsu has been in more years as as an actor than Lee Pace. Yes, but more people know who Lee Pace is from Pushing Daisies. I don't think so. From and and not even just from uh, from from Pushing Daisies. I mean, he he's he's been he's been in a few films over the years, and and he was just in. I mean, you know, now he's in Hall. He wasn't Hall and Catch Fire just now, but I know nobody. See, I bet that. if you, I bet if you went back in time and said. Okay, guys, here's Jimon Hunsu, and here's the guy from Pushing Daisies. Which one would you like to see as the next major Marvel villain? Most people would have went to Jimon Hunsu. Well, quite possibly, but that's why I think he worked so well as Ronin Lee Pace, is that he, he really pushed himself in this role. Like, this was not a role just, that, that just anybody saying, had ever really seen him in. I'm just saying the character of Korath, whether he's a minor character or not, uh, as an actor, Jimon Hunsu was underserved in this film because right. I like him. That's a, that's I my agree, opinion. I'm sticking also, to it. I agree with that also. I think he's just like he just like he, in, in in the trailer he feels he could be the fucking Black Panther for crying out loud. Yeah. And it's, well, yeah. and he's stuck. You know, he's not stuck as Korath necessarily. I'm. I would certainly be willing to accept him as Korath and the Black Panther in the same Marvel universe. Um, I'd rather see him as Black Panther than. A couple of the younger black actors that are going no, out as, for it as right we all now. know, as we all know, Black Dynamite will be the Black Panther. <laughs> yeah, let's. Well, good luck with that, dude. What about the guy who is Pootie Tang? Could he be Black Panther, or that be just <laughs> offensive? Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that Chris Rock? Charlie Murphy. Oh, Charlie no. Murphy. Okay, yeah, Charlie Murphy. Yeah, no, no. I don't think he was Pootie Tang either. I'm no. just. Throw yeah, offensive how, black how, names out. How, maybe. how about Tay Diggs? Yeah, Tay Diggs. He can be Black Panther. Actually, he could be. Well, who's the guy that was on the V remake? The what remake? V. The V that uh, was on a couple years ago. Oh. The guy, he, he was the alien. or He was one of the aliens, but living as a human, and he was part of the resistance. I, I, I think I, he would be a really good Black Panther. I, I know his name. who you're talking Morris about. Morris Chestnut. Morris okay. Chestnut? Yeah, Is that his yeah. name? Yeah. Yeah. I that's think a, he'd be a really good black. That's a really Panther. good name to too. me. To me, King or T'Challa. Chala is the T T'challa. silent there too. No, it's T'Challa. So lost. I think he should be an older. He should be like in his forties. Yeah. I don't want a twenty-year-old T'Challa coming-of-age story. Like, 
stick him in his 30s or 40s and and go with it. Well, I mean, they seem to uh, at least be hinting that Doc Strange is going to be an older character, which should be good. Cause which is I, fine. And yeah. I'm kind of thinking they should go with uh, McDreamy. I think that'd be funny. Oh, I want to see that boy. guy do something. Yeah, you you, you want it? You want a dreamy uh, <laughs> Grey's Anatomy esque Doctor Strange? Really, really? <laughs> I've never watched Grey's Anatomy, so I'm just shoot mouthballing here. But I know he he likes Doctor Strange and he wants to be Doctor Strange. The Doc- guy from Enchanted, really? <laughs> yeah, That's sure. Yeah. McDoctor. He's go go look him up. McDreamy Doctor Strange or whatever his real name is. Patrick Dempsey. He's, he's talked about it a lot. Yeah, make so mi- like make Iron mystic of the in. arts. <laughs> let's let's give our let's give our ratings on uh, on Guardians. Uh, what, what do you what do you give it out of five, uh, Brandon? Uh, All right, you know what, Brent? You already said uh, so go ahead. <laughs> I said uh, as soon as you said Brandon. Yeah. Um, three and a half or four. Okay, so like three point seven five. Three point seven five out of five. Something there. That'll work. Brandon, uh, four point two five. Nice. Uh, I'm. You know, why not? I'm just gonna copy you. Four point two five. I was gonna say four, but yeah, you're right. It is probably closer to a four point two five. I don't want to say four and a half because you know it's. Yeah. It's it it's still got some technical flaws to it. Also, there were some parts of the CG which you could tell it looked like CG. Yeah. There was there were especially some like there were some parts where they skipped around also too a little yeah. bit. And and, uh, and, and the, I could have used more Nova Core as Nova Core as opposed to uh, uh, no. jet, jet pilots. Although that that freaking Tholian web was a great yes, move. Yes, that was a great idea. I love that. Yes. And I, and John, I loved John C. Reilly actually in the movie also too. Yes. As, as I loved rem- how their their ships were the Nova symbol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah, the the other thing is uh, this movie probably would have gotten a perfect five out of five if uh, Cosmo had talked. Oh yes. <laughs> oh, that would, one would one awesome. one nitpick for me, Howard the Duck. Really? Yeah, that wasn't a, that wasn't a nitpick for me. Seth Green that was really? a nitpick for me. Seth Green as Howard no, the Duck. See, see, I okay. The cultural awareness was there on the older generation. We, me and Mandy, saw this with my parents. Mm-hmm. And I know who Howard the Duck is, but I, I wasn't surprised or pleased by his appearance. Mm. And I was sitting next to my dad, and my dad goes, Howard the Duck? Really? <laughs> and then, like, gets up and walks out. Well, because he, okay, he's probably So he had enjoyed this movie the entire time. Like, during the final battle, I heard him mutter, I am Groot? I was like, Dad, what the hell? <laughs> but then, you know, Howard the Duck came, and I think his, his thing was like, ugh. And I know that it was a fun throwaway, and I think people are like reading too much into it. Like, oh, we're gonna have a Howard the Duck movie or whatever. Please, no. Please, God, no. We're not. Um, but I, I still think that they should have, they could have had fun with it and still had it build toward the next whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Meanwhile, back in the Hall of Justice, they they, not- they they accomplished so much with this movie by making a huge genre genre shift. That they they lost it a little bit for me. I because of that. I think that it was a fun cameo that obviously James Gunn threw in there just to uh, sort of make the kid and him happy, and it doesn't mean anything. And it's I not get it, going I get it, but the character design was fucking awful. I really like well, the character design. Well, I hated it. It's Ugh. pretty much it's pretty much spot from the comics though. Yeah, it's yeah. a. It's a straight up swap from the comics. Yep. Yeah, I All agree right. with that. And 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 look, you know, again, 
at least we got Cosmo. At least we got that freaking cosmonaut dog. <laughs> Still running around, and for all we know, he could wind up talking later on in the, in, in the next movie. And, and plus, well, we got we got nowhere also too. How uh, freaking oh nowhere? Oh my god! And and introducing celestials. celestials. Yes, yes, multiple times. Yeah, I did oh, like seeing dude. them in the, in the flashback sequence that they're holding this big rod with the Infinity Stone on it, and I was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, we have celestials wonderful. in a Marvel movie. Hell yeah! Were we what gonna, what were I didn't say, think yeah. was cool was that the. Uh, Nathan Fillion cameo cameo was all in makeup, and you couldn't even fucking tell it was him. It wasn't until like after not, the fact. You mean, not even makeup, you mean all CG. <laughs> well, whatever he was, he was some guy in blue that they picked up by the nose, and he was probably in the shot for two seconds. Eh, whatever. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna advertise this cameo or try not to advertise it and keep it a quote unquote surprise, at least let us recognize the guy. Didn't well, need even it. it. Hmm? I said didn't need it. Didn't didn't need a Nathan Fillion cameo. I'm over Nathan Fillion. No, I don't think it needed it either. But I'm I'm just saying. I thought. Well, I'm not over him by. I mean, what I, is yeah. what is the reason for it? Well, you, you know, you know, you know. I've never been like like. Oh my God, we about Firefly Brandon. So that's. Uh, <sighs> <laughs> you know, I'm 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 sort of I'm sort of done with it and moved on. But yes, I know Castle is is a fa- is a fan favorite of some as well. But it's not, <sighs> not really much for me either. Oh, stop sighing. Why do you vex me so, Ian? Why? Because it's fun, goddammit. Because it's fun. And it, and it reverses things from Man of Steel. Um, but, uh... Oh! <laughs> movie! <laughs> yeah, no, I... I you know, again, it did, whatever. He was in the movie. He's James Gunn's luck, good luck charm in some aspects, and that's that's that, you know? Well, they, not, they, for, not for Slither. No, yeah, I know. <laughs> not for Slither, Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to bring up real quick is I would freaking love for James Gunn to be uh, the director of a Star Wars movie. Hmm. I want that. Uh, yeah, I think he'd be much better than fucking Ryan Johnson. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I'm was sorry, it? Brick. Brick was a great film. Looper was not. Yeah. Looper, Looper was, was a total letdown. I liked, I, liked, I liked Looper, but it wasn't perfect. Like Looper was a good, a better premise than it was in execution. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, that and uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, even with the nose, didn't look anything like <laughs> Bruce Willis. <laughs> didn't happen. Didn't happen. Oh my God! Finally. Hey, Jeez. there he is. Okay, Raph, Dark Cock in Guardians of the Galaxy Two. Go. Greatest yes idea no. ever. Yes. <laughs> what you do is Nathan Fillion <laughs> is an explorer in space. And he just is hanging out, and he's broing out with Star Lord, you know, bro, and everything. And bro, I totally found his crystal, yo. Oh, bro, it's on my chest. Oh, I'm Darkhawk, man. Yo, this is the greatest thing ever, dude. This is so awesome. We're Guardians. You brought this yeah, on but, yourself, bro. But Darkhawk is black, Raph. <laughs> according to okay. Bra- according to Brandon, a Darkhawk is. You you missed a lovely conversation in which Brandon had to be convinced that Darkhawk is not actually a black character. His name is well. Well, that's funny because his name is Chris Powell. And I used when I worked at Midtown, we had a customer named Chris Powell, uh-huh. big black guy. Oh, huh, go figure. So he is black. You're welcome, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Raph? We're almost done with the Guardians talk. You want to give quick, uh, quick comments on it, real quick? Um, it, 
uh, it's probably I, I don't want to say it's it's my favorite Marvel Marvel movie because I loved Avengers and I love Captain America Winter Soldier. It's definitely up there with those. Um, it's a lot of fun. I think this is the one that gets that Avengers formula down perfectly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Thor two tried too hard to be funny and. Uh, Iron Man 3 overdid the sarcasm a little bit. I know a lot of people hate the Mandarin thing. I didn't hate it as much. I actually enjoyed Iron Man 3. I didn't enjoy Thor 2 as much as I thought I would. Um, but Guardians, probably perfect for what it was. Because yeah. no one knew who the hell the hell these characters were unless you were a hardcore fan and read the Amnon Landing run. So, I mean, they did a great job with just, hey, these are just a bunch of losers in space getting together to save the whole freaking universe from Thanos. Cool. And, and, and let's think about how many more people, and yeah, I'm going to say it, I'm going to say it. Think of how many more people that that raccoon saved than a certain man who wears a cape. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, that was the first thing I thought of all. There was still a giant fucking crater because of that big shit, so don't give me that, sir. Do not give me that, sir. Hold on, hold on. I'm siding with Brent on this one. He saved people in that first hour of that movie. All he did was save people in the first hour of Man of Steel. Okay? <laughs> he did save some lives. Was it enough to counter what happened later? No. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, I, I would also present that he stopped the world breaker by himself. Even That's though it was true. in India in an ocean, he it's called the, the world breaker for a reason. He that stopped the reaper. Good job. Six billion people. End of story. So did Commander, so Commander Shepard also, too. Don't forget about that. That's true. <laughs> Commander Shepard did do that. That's true. That's true. Shep, man. Fem Shep. Fem Shep, all the way. <laughs> even, if it was, Shep. even if it was just a palette swap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Uh, let, let's let's talk about uh, real quickly. So, what movies do you want other than Doc Strange in the next, say, five Marvel movies announced? Um, I want a Black Panther movie. I Black I'm Panthers. really itching right. to see that. Good. All right. That's More a, that's than Captain Marvel per se, because I'm not reading that comic book. I've never really been like, oh yeah, I need a female Captain Marvel movie. Uh, no, maybe not. I'd like to see in the I, Avengers before I see her own movie. I really think a Black Panther movie would be fantastic just because we have not seen anything like it before. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, there are some weird tribal films that take place in Africa. There's, But any sort of Africa film that we've seen recently here in the past maybe 15 years has white people in it taking a trip to Africa, you know, blended for spiritual with Adam reasons. Sandler. Yeah, for spiritual reasons or whatever. I'd like just a Black Panther movie about you know, African people being in Africa and not have a an all white cast or a reason for the white man to be there yes, to idea. make give, it acceptable. I think give, that would be great. Give me a live action version of the of the Black Panther cartoon. I'll be so happy. Uh, well, uh, okay. First off, no. Shut what, up. What do you mean? And no. Don't ever say that. There's again. an animated version of the cartoon. That that animated series, that Black Panther animated series, was dreadful. What, yes. you, what the hell are you talking about? It was hard. The animation part was dreadful. Yeah. The animation, animation was dreadful, yes, but the, the story, story was... too, man. No, I am, I am, I am not a Reginald Hudlin fan in any way. I feel like he destroyed the character, but uh, no, and, and, and I'm sorry, I'm sticking to that, dude. Like, I mean, you can, you could freaking love that as much as you want, and if you love it, then you love it. I, I, I gave that a chance, and no, <laughs> just, just no. Like it, it, that, that animated the. Uh, uh, series mistreated Captain America and the X-Men and like tons of other people. I just, I, I couldn't, oh, I couldn't swear man. to it. 
Yeah. Wait, wasn't that the motion comic? Or that whatever? was. Yeah. 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 I thought there was like a motion 60s comic. style cartoon or something where it's like T'Challa is the king of Wakanda. He's going to do things as Black Panther. <laughs> I, I like. I thought it was like one of those like cheesy 60s ca- cartoons that I missed or something. I'd rather same watch an, that. No. Same, same animation style. Okay. Yeah, pr- pretty much. <laughs> well, no, and remember, don't call it a motion comic, Raph. It was called an animated series first and then they backtracked and called it a motion comic because okay, that's how yeah. horrible the animation was. Well, look, okay. there they, they did a lot of things right in that in that cartoon. Mm. All right, and the story may not have been, you know, the truest. Story wasn't good, and the car- and the animation wasn't that good, and the plot but they got they good. they got the core they got the core of the character. Though. They, you have to admit they, that they did though. And the supporting cast wasn't good, and the dialogue wasn't good, but they got the core of the character. Hey, Raph, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> Hey, Raph's with me here. Oh, I missed this. Raph's with me here, man. I'm, I'm, I'm completely with him on this one, man. No, I mean, no, I mean, look. Yes, it, I mean, it could have been, like it been better. The story's horrible. I mean, doesn't mean it's bad. <laughs> I mean, we could say the same thing about Superman Returns, Raph, and you'd Seriously, be just exactly. like Brandon. Exactly. <laughs> you'd be seven defending times. it to the it took letter. Him seven oh, fucking times until Raph decided he didn't like that to movie. Seven fucking times. You know to what's funny? Death. Um, you know. Just backtracking a little because I yeah. haven't been on this show in a while. Yeah, Ian, do you remember on the way back to Super Show? Yeah, from Super Show when you, me, you, me, and Jamal, you, you and me were driving back with Jamal. Yeah, and we were like, and Jamal's like, um, Sterling said Man of Steel is going to be good, and I was like, you know what? If if Man of Steel is bad, I'll probably see it like three or four times. Yeah, I paid to see it once. <laughs> you apologist, you. I like. I saw Superman. Like like we said, Superman Returns is not is not a, a very good. Superman movie for the public. You'd have to be really seriously into Superman. But he's still worse like than Man of Steel, damn it. Hmm. Yeah, it did. And I, I, you know what? I get why it did, and I get, I get why why a lot of people like Man of Steel more than Superman Returns. I don't blame anyone he for it. Punches things. Well, exactly. No, I, that's totally he's fair. actually super. And I get that, but there's no giant land plot from Lex Luthor <laughs> for, like the thir- for like the third time. But I still only watched Man of Steel once. <laughs> And I, I can't bring myself. Krypton to was awesome. It was, it was, and and, and I just wish that. He and for further, go ahead, it's Brandon. not a dig down or suck fest. Also, too. Yeah. Hey, yeah, oh, and Raf, get just get the Man of Steel Blu-ray because there's a forty-minute History Channel history of Krypton. Oh, I own not it. saying I, we designed it he, this way, but like. Actually, deep diving into what would Krypton be like if it actually existed. I thought that was awesome. I got it for Christmas. Yeah, uh, he got it for Christmas, which is the only way he was gonna yeah, actually get that movie because yeah. he wasn't he gonna pay for it? it. He probably no, I, left it in there. He's shitting on it so hard. <laughs> no, it, it's in, it's actually in the other room. It's 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 unopened because Tammy refuses to watch the movie because she knows. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. See, now you have to open it to watch the Krypton documentary. No, I will. I will. You I know, definitely will. I can totally I imagine like like Still you know, you, man. Tammy's on like a work trip or something like that, and you're just like sitting in the house alone and you're just like you're staring longingly at the man of steel disc like instead of watching some dirty back. porno he brings out man of steel Tammy's <laughs> not home. Like, like i've watched i've watched all these porns like 80 times all right man of steel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, puts oh, a belt around his neck and just chokes himself oh <laughs> don't do david carradine this one all right um i I'm too soon. Yeah, no Robin Williams references at all on this podcast. Don't even fucking go there. Uh, I I would definitely agree with Black Panther. I would love for them to get the rights back to Namor from Universal somehow. 
I think that's easy. That's easy to win, win another year. <laughs> they're paying them a bunch of money. They're, they're not going to make a it. solo Namor movie if they can't tie it into the Marvel Universe. I hope what so. What would that be? An Aquaman movie? Yeah. No. Yep. <laughs> Who fucking cares? Straight Jason to Momoa <laughs> is Aquaman and Namor because no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. And, and also, Zack Snyder, I, I love your films. But since when can uh, so-and-so has tried in uh, Scratch Superman? It's magic. Because it's quote-unquote magic? Yeah. Do, oh, bullshit. Do, do you believe in magic? Uh, they've so, got to, they've got to, you know, they got to balance them out somehow. Did you not read more Valentis? Because I'm pretty sure he's dead with a trident. I did? Pretty sure he's, pretty sure he's dead with a trident also, wait, too, wait. more Valentis. I have to. You stabbed me with a trident. <laughs> right, well, I guess I have to go back and read it. <laughs> you know, Brick, you might want to lay, lay low a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, speaking, okay, back on topic. This speaking, episode was going real well before we let Raph on. I know, right? Yeah, it was. Oh, what the I hell? bet it was. I bet it was going real smooth and everything. Yeah, you know, old times. Go ahead, Raph. Silver Surfer. I would love to see if we're talking about stuff that Marvel could get back. Silver Surfer no, no, and Galactus. Let's talk about stuff that they have. Stuff that they have. In that case, um, I think it would never happen. Like, one of the things that would never happen is a Matt Fraction style Hawkeye. Never mm. going to happen. Because they're two different characters. Uh, I don't know. Th- you could you could work that into a Jeremy Renner movie somewhat easily. You'd have to flesh out it. It definitely you'd have definitely had to flesh out um, Renner's Hawkeye a lot more than they have. You really would because uh, Renner's character in Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol is closer to Fraction's Hawkeye than yeah the I, guy I he's currently that. playing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, other than that, um, I think aside from Dark Hawk, I'd love it. Actually, I'd love to see Nova <laughs> spin out. Um, because um, they were talking about Nathan Fillion being being a Nova, I would love to see him kind of like be steal an experimental Nova Prime suit and then just become. He like wasn't Nova a Nova. They weren't talking about him as a Nova. The collective internet uh, brown coat nerds were trying to drum up Nathan Pretty Fillion's much. career yeah. from being lo- just stuck just in stuck television for the rest of his life. Yeah. yeah um, well, what season way- are they on? Eleven. Jesus Christ! I'd actually rather works. Joseph Gordon-Levitt be Nova than. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Nova in general. I want them to upgrade the Nova Core because I'm. I didn't get to talk about this, but that, that's the one thing that really disappointed me as a hardcore comic fan mm-hmm. because I got into Guardians through Abnett Landing's Nova Run, which came out of Annihilation. Right. So I'm a bigger Nova fan than I'm a Guardians fan. I'm not saying that Guardians is bad because of that, but I really feel like the Nova Core got shortchanged. I agree. Okay, here's my question, though. If we're doing a Nova movie, how do we, now that we just established that Novas are just regular space cops on Xandar, how do we get to this super helmet with a human being in it when there are no humans as Novas? Uh, It's it's simple, really, actually. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 introduces a human Nova, and then bam, we've got Nova. Or he can be half human. it It could be the same thing as Quill. It could, now, do we get he, Sam he just, Alexander to jive with Ultimate Spider-Man? We could do that. We mm. could. Mm. Mm. Fly in the face of Sam Richard the... Ryder. <laughs> yeah. Jordan. Yeah, all right. Whatever. All right. You know what? You know. Okay. Hold on. First off, fuck that shit. All right. Because because Richard Ryder is more of a Nova than, than anything introduced on Ultimate Spider-Man. Because you know how much I hate that cartoon. All right. <laughs> Jeez, Ian hate me, man. Ian Brandon, Rage. Brandon, Brandon, you know 
you knew that that was going to happen. All right. Oh, Did that I get know. any better with season two, or is it still shitty? I stopped. I, I, it's still one. crappy. Yeah, I, I haven't. I, I haven't watched it since season one, so I can't. It's on my and Netflix queue. I'm never going to watch is, it. Yeah. Is that Avengers? That new Avengers cartoon? Still is that terrible. Any good? Still is that terrible, terrible as well? Yeah. Still terrible. Hey, I hear Hulk they Agents blow of up their giant too. anime faces in that cartoon as well, or what? No, they don't. And, and, and Hulk also still terrible. Also, yeah. Well, that I could tell you. Once they said Agents of Smash, I was like, ugh. Once I heard that A bomb was making it over, that's when I knew things were going downhill. <laughs> it's super, super, super kitty. Yeah, I've seen it. It's such like it's like six year olds. Right, which is good. Which is good for six year olds. I mean, come on, right, man. Good for the six year olds, not for us. Right. It, it like Superhero Squad. Superhero Squad is a great show for kids. I probably won't watch it just because it's not Actually, my bag. You know, yeah. I, I did. It worked for adults also too. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Um, I'm trying to think of, of any other characters uh, off the top of my head here. That you know what? Are... Well, since they're doing Big Hero 6, right? Mm-hmm. Through Disney Animation. Yeah. Why not do like a, a Runaway style? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Runaways would make a great animated movie or a Netflix show, one way or the other. Although, you'd have to get Brian K. Vaughn to stop working on Why the Last Man for, and for the, I don't know how long he's been working on that movie pitch or whatever. <laughs> I think he's done with it. They were... Is he? Finally. I saw some interview, some saga interview, and he said the rights reverted back to him and uh, Pia Guerra, I guess. So oh, that's that's officially dead. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Because because yeah. they they had the uh, the I mean uh, talk about people no one have heard of, but didn't they have uh, uh, one of the guys from Attack of the Show? Uh, or sorry, not Attack of the Show. Uh, totally Rad Show signed up to uh, to direct that movie too. Like, no, I th- uh, it was DJ Corona, the last I had heard. Okay. Who did it was Disturbia still right? At some point, and then he left the project, and it was still DJ Corona. Okay, I'm, I'm actually bringing it up now because I I, <clears throat> I can't think of the name off uh, off. Uh, oh, Dan Trachtenberg. There we go. Uh, okay. Yeah, Dan Trachtenberg was was attached to uh, direct, uh, and uh, as of January 2014, Brian K. Vaughn stated, "It's my understanding that the rights to Why the Last Man will revert back to co-creator Pia Guerra and me for the first time in a decade if the planned New Line adaptation doesn't start shooting in the next few months." So, it has not. I guess it did. Yeah. So it looks like that's happened. So yeah, that, okay. which I feel bad well, for Dan Trachtenberg because he's he's actually a really cool dude. But you know, whatever. He's got other stuff that he can probably wind up doing. Go fucking do the preacher TV series. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, about, uh, Make uh, that sure that gets off the ground. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Good luck mm. with that. Yeah. Constantine. Hey, Constantine. NBC. Yeah. Uh, uh, Punisher TV series, perhaps. Ooh. No, I want to uh, see Preacher. No, Punisher's but, been done. But no, but not done right though. Honestly. Punisher has not it, been done right. Uh, although close, I, he- I hear that second movie that uh, it's close though. The second yeah. one's close. But Which, it's not we're talking Warzone yeah, or Warzone. We're talking yeah. Thomas Jane. Warzone. Warzone. I liked Thomas Jane. Why does everybody shit on that Seriously, film? I like Thomas I Jane too. Thomas Jane. Yeah. I liked him yeah, too. I, I just I wish the movie Thomas didn't take Jane. place in Tampa. What's wrong that, with Tampa? Well, no, I didn't like Travolta. Travolta was kind of Travolta. He was yeah. very Travolta. Yes. He was well, very Travolta. That, I loved that movie. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, guys. hey Mr. Katia, what's going on? The wicked the wickedly talented Adele Nazim. Wickedly talented Adele Nazim. <laughs> hey, that's weird. Oh. <laughs> uh, signed up Steam Mother. I Beatons. Yeah, I I can't think of any other characters off the top of my head other than runaways that I would like to see happen. So yeah, let's let's do that. Power pack? <clears throat> now, okay, so no. I'm kind of hoping as far as the Netflix stuff goes. Yes. I'm kinda of hoping those are 
Picard are like the other Netflix shows. I think they're going to be. Because I just watched the latest episode of True Blood, Mm -hmm. and the girl who plays Jessica, who's playing Karen Page, says Mm -hmm. cunts so beautifully. (laughs) I want to hear her say that on the Daredevil show. I gotta watch that. Republic cunts? Yeah. (laughs) No, no. This last episode, in the very beginning, before the, the cold open, she says this cunt so beautifully. I was like, man, I hope you say that on Daredevil. That would be uh, awesome. Geez. The views expressed by Brent Casino are not necessarily the views expressed by Comic Timing or any of its affiliates. DCBS is sponsor of, D- of Comic Timing and does not endorse the word in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, I, I, no dude, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, I, I, especially if they, if they go Karen Page, like, druggy Karen Page... Like, well, isn't it, isn't it supposed to be like a seventies type of setting also too though? No, that no? was that was the failed Modern. pitch. No, no, no. From what I, from what I, read, what I read on I think uh, Screen Rant, they said like seventy setting. Really? No, that's no, no, dude. That oh, was no. that was Most characters had their heyday in the seventies, but that was the something in that style. But I don't think it's I know where uh, you're getting that from. That was the David Slade test uh, reel. I yes. know, I know that. Right, I know that. I know that. I know that. That was something different. But I remember reading on Screen Rant maybe about. Three weeks ago, they were yeah. saying like seventy something. I'm not sure. I've not heard that anywhere else, and I, I've been I've been following news sites recently. So maybe maybe you misheard, or maybe they were talking about the. Uh, did the everyone wheel. see Vincent D'Onofrio with a shaved head that I, I posted on the Comic Timing page? Yes, I think he looks pretty good. He does. Yeah, with a shaved head. Now his acting, we'll see, <laughs> but uh, I think he looks pretty good. He's a. He's a I, I like D'Onofrio. Uh, D'Onofrio's a great actor. I like him a yes. lot. Yeah, he, he's he's worked for me. Who do you guys get to play Luke Cage? I think Terry Crews. Mm. He's he's a little old. He's a little old to carry it on, but uh, I think I think he'd be a great it'd be a great break for him, and I think he's a big enough name that you would get people to watch it, as opposed to if you just got like Morris Chestnut. Nobody would really watch it if he's the lead in this Luke Cage. But Terry Crews, I think he could carry a Netflix series quite well. Mm-hmm. I told Everybody you. hates Chris. Anybody? Anybody? Yeah, yeah no, you're you're right. But I, I I do say he's a little old. Spice old. ads. He's a little he's too old. old. Yes, he's a little old. But yeah. that's that's what I'm saying. It, for me, uh, I disqualify anyone who was in an Expendables film from appearing in a Marvel film. Just. Not, not, no, not gonna happen. Have you seen the third one yet? Have I seen what? The third one yet? No, I haven't. <clears throat> I've, I've heard it shit. The only I, one. I heard I, well, no. I would like Ronda Rousey to have some sort of role some, at some point. All right, I'll give you That's that. That's the only person. What, what, I think she, well, Patsy Walker, Hellcat. <laughs> dude, 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 dude She Hulk, dude, do She Hulk. You do the She Hulk like too short. Show. No, Angie and Harmon. Too short. As we all know, Angie Harmon is She Hulk. Angie oh, Harmon. Okay, everybody. So at this point, I am going to cut this episode right here and make it into two chunks because we talked about a whole bunch of different other topics in this episode, and that's about another hour and 20 minutes right there, which would make a solid part two to episode 159. That's exactly what it's going to be. We talk some uh, Flash TV show news, uh, TV shows in general, and actually then go into uh, Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited 
and digital comics in general and uh, how much they uh, will eat into Marvel's bottom line and whether or not they should maybe be changing how they measure the sales of comic books at this point in time. So stay tuned for that. That'll be out sometime this upcoming week. We are sponsored by DCBS, Discount Comic Book Service, over at dcbservice.com. And since this episode was recorded, we are now in the in-between between previous month and new month so just check out the deals when they are posted 50 percent off marvel and dc hardcovers and trades 40 percent off of single issues for marvel dc dark horse and image and make sure to use their comiXology storefront for extra savings on your order dcbservice.com we thank them for their sponsorship the email address for comic timing is comic timing at gmail.com don't forget to check out the forums for the Comic Geek Speak podcast over at ComicGeekSpeak.com. I still like to mention them every now and then. And it's a slip of my tongue that I even said it, but nevertheless, go to the ComicForums.com for some jolly good conversation. I still frequent it from time to time, and Brenda's there occasionally. Uh, you can talk to Comic Timing at Facebook.com slash Comic Timing. We're proud members of the Comics Podcast Network over at comicspodcast.com and the League of Comic Book Podcasts over at comicbooknoise.com slash league. And that will be it for now. I mean, let's remind everybody out there that there's always time for comics. Dollar IKEA couch from Craigslist. Ooh la la. Get over here. You can get the corner. Captain America movie poster. Ooh. Let's go. Might be it. There's one shelf. There's a bunch of crates that way. Nice. Instant tour. Uh, can't get the Thor hammer. Ah. Uh, make your Xbox One bigger. <laughs> I love the screenshot of you. It's like, <laughs> it's like I just, you, I just took it. Yeah, you're you're totally caught on candid camera. Yeah, really. Hello. Yeah. Hey, that works. That does work. So wheat. Nice. And we don't even have to worry about your uh, computer over here. I know. That's what I was thinking. Like, I have it on, but I was like, eh, let me try this before we get started. <laughs> Why not? How does the microphone sound? Sounds fine. Sounds fine? Yeah, sounds perfectly fine. You sound like you. Yo, yo. Awesome. Brandon. What's up? Not much. What's up with you? I am uh, typing, actually. Cool. The only thing you'll have to do, Brent, is move the mic away from your mouth a little bit, because you're doing a little bit of Darth Vader breathing. Is it better? I moved it down. Is it better? Uh, yeah, that should work. Let me get to... Uh, Brandon, shut up so you can hear me. 